What's new, Nate? Uh, uh, back in the saddle again for like the fourth time this year. Uh, I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like I've spent a lot of time away from the podcast. It's just pa- kind of part-time, been one of those part timer. One of those, yeah. Like I think I think I'm like on par with like Kaylee's number of appearances right now. Oh my gosh, that's so. that is not a good goal. No, that's not a good goal. No, but. Not all of that. You take the brunt of the heat on that, but that's not all on you. No, it's not all on me. Like, like, there but was, it's yeah. You know, a, a lot of it is though. I mean, it's not super far off. No, I mean, you you came to my house and I was sick. One day you were planning to be here to record. Oh, like, I forgot about that. That was the the vaccine day. Yeah, there was a day when or um, the day after the vaccine day. There was a day when uh, you and and your whole crew showed up here to record, and a dog escaped. That's true. Uh, yes. Like it's just been a debacle. Like where Nate is involved <laughs> in the podcast, but it's not necessarily always Nate's fault. It's just if two thirds of the hosts are here and one third is there, Nate may be available to do it five nights of the week. If we can't do it those nights, like it, it just ends up That's being true. a screwy thing. So That's fair. don't put all the blame on Nate, but let's blame Nate in this context. Yeah. Okay. okay. Can we get a hug date? I mean, I, f- I feel like the, the people are restless about your dog, dude. Like they don't know what's going uh, on. They don't know if he loves them. They don't just, they just don't know. He's uh, weighs about fifty two pounds. Um, as wild as he could ever be, and like will not settle down. So like last night, it was like back in his puppy days where he just like would not settle down. He just like would not go to sleep. He wouldn't stay in his kennel. He like would go whine at the door. Is like, bro, you are basically an adult now. You need to chill out with all this. But anyway, <laughs> what is he? So is he eight months old? Is that where we're at? Yeah, yeah, like a little over seven. So. Okay, so so not basically an adult. Basically, like no, no. A but it was like last night was one of those nights we were like, I could probably give this dog away for a hot dog and a beer. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, today's been better. We today we we went out and I ran him some at at this little hunt lease I have, and uh, it was good to get him out and kind of wear him out a little bit and get him running. So anyway, it's been good. We haven't had any major like hunting or training things. Well, the hunting stuff's over, but it is training season. But I haven't been able to get to like a nav today or anything. Um, but hopefully soon we'll be able to do some things like that. So. You know that they say happy dogs or tired dogs are the happiest dogs. Tired dogs are the best dogs. Like Yeah, the best dogs. They yeah. say that. But like I took our oldest dog, Allie, who's almost 10, on a four mile walk. And she came home and she was totally fine. Like she took a nap and then she was ready to party. So like I don't yeah. know. I don't know how you like how does one actually wear out a dog? I've not, not figured it's that out. It's a good out. question. Well, I think. I think that statement was not made about bird dogs. I think that statement was made about... Oh, like regular dogs. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and take a shot right here. I'm going to go ahead and throw some shade right here. That was made about doodle type dogs. Wow. Labradoodles, golden doodles. That's where that That's where that statement, I think, was probably made. Now, bird dogs are, are good when they're tired, but they're just never tired. Right. It's getting them to that point. Yeah. The reason they're good is because you're asleep because you, you also went 27 miles oh, while we're in the house. But let me ask <laughs> right. you. Does Huck put himself to sleep at night? 
Uh, some if he is very tired, yes, he will like go lay in his crate. Yeah. Yes. That's if a, if we're like still up and he's like, okay, it's time to go. Totally. He he will go like lay in his in his crate. Yeah. Our dogs will do. They'll go get in bed and tuck themselves into bed about eight thirty or nine, which is really nice. Yeah. They ain't got time. They ain't got time for. I've been in bed an hour at that point. So. <laughs> we're we're all three back together, Emily. What is new with you? Well. I've had some this is so turmoil come into my life because y'all, if you listen to the show, um, last year in the quarantine summer, Travis and I bought a 10 foot by four foot high inflatable swimming pool for our back porch, which was incredible. 10, ten foot by three foot high. It was not four feet. Oh, high. sorry. Yeah, it was a lot lower than. Yeah. Okay. I thought my legs were a lot longer than they are. <laughs> no, I guess. they're not. <laughs> Anyway, you have great legs, babe, but they're not four feet uh, long. Easy. So, yeah. So we, we used the heck out of that thing till it got a hole in it and then we had to retire it. So Travis bought us another one for this summer. We haven't put it up yet. Hold on a second. To, to go back and redneck that a little bit. We used the heck out of it till it got a hole in it and I flipped it over. I drained it, flipped it over and flex sealed it <laughs> and we continued to use it. <laughs> that is a true story. That is a true story. So I put a hole in this pool. Exactly. <laughs> we were like going to use this, make a boat out of it in a screen door. This is the problem is we, we bought another one for this summer and it's in a box in the garage. But then our friends were telling us that they bought an inflatable hot tub. Do you know about these? No, I've not heard about these. Bro, Coleman makes them. Whoa. And you get nice. them on Amazon. Yeah. And they're like big, sturdy hot tubs and you can actually sit on the sides of them when after you, they inflate. Interesting. They're made, All they're right. made like a, um, what are those boats? The inflatable boats that like people like put outboards on and stuff. Like a, like a dinghy? No, but you know what I'm talking about. Like a about. whitewater rafting boat. Yeah. Like, like it's a, it's that heavier duty. Heavy duty vinyl yes. stuff. Yeah. It's not, Got it's it. not like your pool float that you blow up at the beach, like your, your inflatable alligator or shark. Right. Right. It's like legit. It can take a licking and keep on ticking. Yes. So now I'm conflicted because I'm like, should we send back the pool, buy Mm. the hot tub and just not like keep the temperature down until we want it to be a hot tub and then like turn Mm. it up. Do you have any opinions on this, Nate? Uh, You know, um, you can't hide. I don't. I mean, yeah, Yeah, I'm well, (laughs) I mean. I you know between an inflatable pool and an inflatable hot tub you're riding high yeah definitely <laughs> in high cotton as they say so that's, um, that's what's I mean, with me i'm just thinking about i it. like the i like the idea of keeping it not hot until you're ready to ready to relax so, so you would go with i think i like that idea i don't know yeah i think so because then then if you know at some points if it's like rains, it's not really cold when you get in it. So you can actually exactly. enjoy the water a little you bit. C- it's almost like having a solar heated pool. Yeah. 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 I think that's where I'm leaning. It's a pretty big but. amenity for our house going with an inflatable hot tub over an inflatable pool. I mean, I, I don't want to sound, I don't want you guys to feel like we're talking down to all y'all <laughs> because we're so classy right now. But but here's what it is, <laughs> is like listeners, if any of y'all have this Coleman inflatable hot tub, we need you to report in. And the best way to report in is to go to Facebook and search for Cast and Blast Florida dash the group and join the group and report in there because that's where we're the most active. Listen, Emily's saying that's the best way to do it, but let's be very honest. Emily and I were just talking about a message of something she sent me a minute ago, and neither one of us know where she sent it. We don't know if she sent it to me on Facebook <laughs> Messenger. We don't know if she sent it to me on I, Instagram. Yeah. We don't know if she emailed it to I me. I can't manage all of we your don't social know where media it's channels, bro. So it's, it's, 
anyway, just get it to us if you have one of these inflatable hot tubs because this really feels like a hunt camp kind of accoutrement. This is the yeah. perfect like little encapsulation of our relationship, by the way. So Travis has this business, this podcast. I'm pushing people towards his Facebook group, and he comes right behind me and undermines me and says, "We don't know where you post, so don't worry about joining any of them. It doesn't matter." That's 100 percent true. There you go. Welcome to the family. What's new with you, Travis? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Been I was going to sit here quietly after you after you got on to me. I was going to sit here quietly and see how long it took one of you to to. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out. Like I posted this on on Facebook a couple weeks ago, but the content we've been putting out is incredible. Like, if you do say so yourself. Well, I'm not. I I didn't produce a lot of it. Like some of the interviews we've done, those guests are just next level. All, all of the interviews we've done so far this year, the guests have been next level. The uh, the writing, like Cameron Bissell has been doing some writing for us. Cameron Bissell has been knocking it out of the park. He's been killing it. Um, Dan, the the Rio de Ace piece that Dan did. If you went back to the last time Nate was on the podcast, it's when we did um, the R three debate, which was a that was a head that was a heavy episode, right? Like that was a right. lot of work, a lot of prep work for all of us went into it. So I just want to say I'm really proud of the content we put out. I said I would. I would argue with you if you said there's another outdoors website putting out better content. Now there's outdoors website putting out better content, but they're putting out a lot more quantity of it. So they're just kind of throwing a wide net. We're really trying to be targeted and specific about what we're putting out. And I'm really proud of it. That's yeah. what I have to say. That's what's new with me. Yeah. You built up a nice little uh, community of writers and we've built it up. Yeah. The collective. Mm hmm. So I'm happy about that. I'm really proud about it. And we've got a lot more stuff coming your way very soon. So hang in there with us. Before we get into the main segment, which is just going to be a train wreck of things. We're kind of back to normal, huh? Having train wrecks of things. Feels nice. Feels good. Feels good in my heart. Uh, before we get into that, <laughs> once you mention our good buddy, Fletcher Hallett, Hallett Insurance, 904 <laughs> Did you hear me always forget the number? And I know the number by heart now. I don't even write it on the board anymore. I was just thinking about, we had a like award-winning marketing strategist come over and talk to this was this week and sitting with her and trying to get, trying to explain the Fletcher Hallett ad was really hilarious. So I finally, <laughs> I finally clicked play on the ad for her and she's listening and laughing and listening and laughing. And she's like, how long is this ad supposed to be? And I'm like, I don't even remember what we said. 30 seconds, a minute, something like that. She's like, you're on like a minute. 48 now i'm like yeah but isn't it awesome and wait the song is coming up <laughs> she goes there's something really charming about how terrible this is <laughs> so there you go fletcher apologies for uh that. you know I, th I think you can i think you could say that for our whole entire podcast <laughs> existence like i think it's just like a nice little just brings it together really nice that should be You're our right. new tagline there's something charming about how terrible this is anyway Something Fletcher mentioned to me this week that I have never once mentioned on the show, and I cannot believe I haven't done this, is we know that he does boat. We know that he does life. We know that he does home. We know that he does commercial, but he also does guides insurance, like for fishing guides, hunting guides, I that sort of thing. That. And some guides have reached out to him that listen to the show, and he was able to save them substantial amounts of money. So it's another feather in the Fletcher Hallett cap, the Hallett insurance cap. So 904-315-5812. You can call, text whatever email f hallet at hallet ends.com emily how do you spell hallet double the l's and double the t's hallet for all your insurance needs yeah all right i have i titled this middle section things i'm thinking about 
I don't know that that's what we'll title the episode, but I'm just going to hit you guys with some random stuff. And Nate, one of these came from you. Um, so I'll start with it. That is uh, the state sovereignty bills that are going around. You and I have been talking about that over the past week. Do you want to you explain mm-hmm. kind of what's going on with that or you want me to take it? Yeah, I mean, I can just throw a little bit out there. It's uh, basically, there's a lot of two-way uh, group push for no taxes whatsoever, like external taxes whatsoever on firearms, which in some states, like the way the bill is written, could include Pittman-Robertson funds. So if the bill passes, like, you know, that state could not receive their fair share of uh, PR fund stuff from firearms and ammunition sales, right? This is 11% excise tax that is that we as the customer don't even see. Right. You don't like, know you pay it's not, it, you pay it, it. It doesn't pop up. Like, they don't charge you when you buy a box of ammo at Bass Pro or a gun at Academy. The, the 11% does not go to your total at the register. The, the manufacturers pay that on the back end. And uh, all that goes to Wildlife Conservation Fund. And we've talked at length about this, and so I don't have to get into the weeds too much. But, uh, but these bills that are coming out, and it's, and it's popped up in a few states, um, namely the one I saw was Arkansas. Luckily, the governor vetoed it um, before, you know, after, you know, once it got to him. But uh, it's kind of a scary, uh, to me, it's kind of a scary mix of now our Second Amendment advocates um are fighting against wildlife conservation in the other way in, way, in a, and the other yeah, way around. in the other way yeah yeah and and then we're getting it from the other side too it, right? it, it ends up anti-hunting yep it it's pitting um, it's pitting conservation versus second amendment I, yeah and i i don't like that at all like you know all of us hunters are 2a rights advocates like we all are all about owning guns and being able to buy what you want when you want and all this stuff but when it starts to creep into our conservation dollars that could be a major issue yeah because for a long time we've rested back on the laurels of that's what separates us that's right. why hunting matters that's why hunting matters that's why hunting matters if that goes away now you've got to divide in there so it got vetoed in arkansas uh there were a number of bills that had a or there were a number of states that had similar bills oh sorry i want to clean up one thing you said we don't see that at the register. That tax is usually passed on to the customer in the price of the firearm. Right. I, I, I just I knew right. what you meant, but I wanted to clear that up yeah, yeah, before yeah. I got an email about it. But the manufacturer does it, so you don't. It's not like right. It's not like you. It's pay, not on top of the sticker price. That correct. You get this That's for. what they right. were saying. You, if it's, it's included in the sticker price. Right. Yeah. If it's two hundred dollar mm-hmm. gun, you don't pay twenty two dollars, and then your state tax on top of that, you you pay two hundred dollars, and the the eleven percent is in that. Um. But I checked in with because Nate, Nate and I were talking about this earlier this week and I reached out to a couple of NGOs and they were like, man, I don't think there's anything to it. And they called me back later this week and were like, uh, there's something to this. Like, this is actually a real deal thing. So um, U.S. Fish and Wildlife actually weighed in on Arkansas and said, yeah, if you pass this bill as written, we believe it will impact your Pittman-Robertson dollars. I talked to a couple of attorneys that th- said, I don't believe that to be true, but do we want to find out in court? Um, but there was a similar bill in Florida that was proposed and I don't have it in front of me. I think I, I don't, I don't even want to speculate the number cause I'll give you the wrong one, but that bill died in committee and did not get pushed out. And when I talked to the folks, uh, some of the representatives and stuff in Florida, they're keeping an eye on that. 
they were aware of that angle, the Pittman-Robertson angle, and were prepared to bring the bill back and revise it and everything else. But it's not going to be – that bill wasn't coming out of this session in Florida. So it wasn't wasn't a concern here, Uh, even though it was – there was a bill that's kind of out there. It's just dead. Yeah. So anyway, um, kudos to the community at large to find that and, and Nate and, and for getting that out there because we, I don't want to say we don't care about Arkansas. We obviously do care about Arkansas. Both of us have hunted in Arkansas and, and, but at the end of the day, we want to make sure this doesn't impact our States and where the places right. we recreate and the places we hunt, which Arkansas could be one of them. But, uh, right. so that was well, and it's something that is something that we as sportsmen need to keep our eye on. Yep. Cause that's sneaky. Exactly, it's sneaky. Right. You don't you don't think about it. You're like, oh yeah, guns. But then it's like, oh wait a minute, this is uh, the back end. It's kind of crappy. Well, and and Mike Elfenbein, I don't know if y'all have had time to listen to that interview yet because that was just Thursday and there were so many hours of interviews last week. But Mike Elfenbein, he doesn't say it this way, but he talks a lot about sportsmen going against sportsmen. And really, what that kind of does is it it creates a divide out there. Absolutely. So so if you're more of a conservationist than a gun guy, you may side on that. And if you're more of a gun guy than a conservationist, it's it creates right. a, a a fraction a fracture in a smaller community, which is not what we want. Right, exactly. So, um, second thing that I got on my list that I just want to talk about is: Have either of you ever heard the term rewilding? Is that rewilding. when you like, leave the club and then you go back into no, it and start wilding out again? Rewild, rewild, rewild. Okay, I just learned about this term, so I'm far. I'm a billion miles from an expert on this, but it, I just think I'm going to pitch it out there and then we can go on to the next thing. But rewilding is the idea of, and I'm going to be, it's the idea of you had what was natural. Okay. Like historically there were Buffalo all across the United States. And then you take, you took the Buffalo off where they grazed. Could you introduce a species and rewild it? maybe a species that's imperiled someplace else and let it become the hoofed grazer of these prairie grasses or whatever it, it, it may be. So I'm going to give you some crazy examples. These are not real world things, but there's, there's a place in Europe where they actually brought giraffes in and have put giraffes in because they take the place of something historically that has done that. There was a, there was a wild cow in one spot in Europe and they've brought in a domestic cow and turned them loose in this really wild natural preserve to graze. Um, I just think it's kind of an interesting thought to think about. I'll give you two. two. One is from a conservation perspective, you could take an endangered or imperiled species someplace and introduce it someplace where it would never go. And that's uncomfortable to me as a Florida guy because we talk about invasive species all the time. But you might could create a situation where you could move some of those things around. That makes me pretty uncomfortable. The flip side of it is we talk about spraying and aquatic plants on the show a lot. Is it possible that hydrilla has rewilded and replaced like eelgrass and some of the submerged in Florida? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, to where that is now the dominant or the, the It's serving the same purpose within same the, purpose, within right? The, yeah, within that eco- ecosystem. It's like Darwin it's like Darwinism for nature. Well, Wait. I, no, I mean For Darwinism is nature. <laughs> it, it, it's this. It's say say that tomorrow alligators went extinct in Florida. Could you find an animal that serves as a top trophic layer predator in our wetlands? Yeah, like pull a 
crocodile from Australia and stick it in Florida. Exactly. And the yeah. crocodile is endangered in Australia. Could you rehabilitate them here? And, and then send some back or yeah, something. Yeah. And it makes me super uncomfortable. I'm a, I like everything natural guy. And I'll give John Fury a shout out for this because he sent me this stupid book and it's irritating the fire out of me because these are the <laughs> ideas that are in it. <laughs> but I, I think that's just a fascinating idea. I just wanted to throw it out there. Like, I figured if we talked about it a little bit, someone somewhere will have some question about it or idea about it or know something about it and want to go yep. deeper. So I just wanted to throw it out there. Um, next thing on my list is, this is a fun one since I was just talking about herbicides and spraying. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, do I? Do you have any numbers in front of you? Because that would really help with your explanation of this. <laughs> so if you took Lake Okeechobee, if you took Lake Okeechobee and it has a trillion gallons in it, a trillion gallons of water. Right. Just as a guess, I want both of you to guess how many gallons of herbicide were put into Lake Okeechobee in the 2020 year. So from January 2020 to December 2020, how many gallons of herbicide were put into this trillion-gallon lake? 12,000. Okay, 12,000 is your guess? Yeah. Do you well, have a guess? 12,001. <laughs> okay, Bob. <laughs> 2,613. That's it? Gallons. Wow. In a trillion-gallon lake. How many teaspoons does that equate to, Travis? <laughs> Emily knows that I've already been doing math on this. I came into the kitchen. I thought we were selling cocaine. <laughs> I had a razor blade. and He had a razor paper. blade and salt on a piece of paper. And he was like chopping it and separating it. Oh, my gosh. So I'm trying to figure out a way to illustrate this because we talk about this like it's the biggest problem in the world. Like in Florida, this is the biggest problem in the world. So let me just give you an analogy, Nate. There's a there's a person out there that keeps saying I would not put anything in the lakes that I would not put in my kids' bathtub. So I was like, I wonder how much that would be in a bathtub. Like like if two thousand six hundred and thirteen gallons in a lake, that's a trillion gallons, like what's that ratio for a bathtub? So the average bathtub holds about thirty five gallons of water. Like it'll hold more than that, but that's about what you put in there to take a bath. Right. It would be the equivalent of three grains of salt. Wow. Yeah. We're talking thousandths of a teaspoon, which the teaspoons are the little ones. Thousandths right, right. of a teaspoon. I just think that's interesting. Just wanted to pitch it out there, see see if the cat licked it up. This is sponsored by Big Spraying? No. God yes. almighty. God almighty. <laughs> yes, and we have gotten no money from any chemical companies or spray companies. I just think it's interesting. But we do appreciate the haters. I just think it's, it's interesting. that hot tub money. Right. <laughs> hey, that $400 don't, don't make its own. Stuff, yeah, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just think it's fascinating that this is the biggest issue in the state is like yeah. talking about three grains of salt in a bathtub. Well, and in, in you think about other lakes like Kissimmee or Toho or wherever, those lakes are way smaller than Okeechobee. So I will. And so would you, would you think the ratio would be about the same? No, it would actually be higher wherever there's hydrilla. 90% of the money the state spends on treating plants is treating hydrilla, which is also interesting. I'm glad you brought that up, Nate. It's also interesting because if we say we want to leave 500 acres for fishermen and duck hunters, which I want, I'd I'd like for you to leave 50,000 acres. I want it all hydrilla. But if you do that and the hydrilla grows over the course of the year because you leave it there, 
you've now got to spend a whole lot of money to treat it because you got to treat that all the way up and down the water column just ver- versus just spraying like right. hyacinths and, and, and lettuce. So I just thought it was an interesting analogy. Um, it's not worth anything. I just thought, I thought it was fun and I need some help with infographics. If anybody's listening to this, it can help me put infographics together. I need some help with infographics. One of those cool, like YouTube videos where it's like, yeah, like this is a grain. This is a grain of salt. And then it like, this is a trillion gallons. Yeah. This is a trillion gallons of water. That's what I'm looking for. This is something. Yeah. 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 I need somebody that can help me with some of that stuff. So the last thing I have on my list is red tide is back. Did you see this? I have seen this. How do you feel? About and we it? and we are leaving on Thursday. Oh, are you really? So this is airing yep. on Tuesday. You're leaving on Thursday. Yes. Luckily, I don't think it's where we are. It's not. Yeah, it's not out on the coast yet. It's more inland. But it's up in the bay. Yep. It's up in the harbor, uh, which is not a lot of fun. Um, but I mean, how many times are we going to say it that red tide is naturally occurring, and this happens every year, and unfortunately, it kills fish. And unfortunately, yeah, you cough a little bit and get a little scratchy throat sometimes. Um, <clears throat> but it's also natural. So it's kind of part of life in southwest Florida. And we're not saying it can't be charged by nutrients because it can. Of course not. But of course, I, yeah. I, I wrote this down. Is our rush to be first in reacting to this stuff? And I'm asking this as an industry. I'm not asking this as a cast of blast world. But is our rush to be first overriding our impetus to be correct? Mm. Because you saw this with Piney Point, you saw this, you see this with Red Tide every year, you've seen it with the spraying conversation, you see it with like Okeechobee discharges, like sometimes it makes sense to like take a beat and look at this stuff and and try to really understand the science and what's really there, what's really not there and why it's happening and anyway. But that doesn't get the clicks and the views. Right. And the outrage that everybody loves to see. So If you will remember, and I wrote this on, on our Facebook group the other day, a very handsome young podcast has said about two months ago on a very popular podcast that anytime we have a La Nina year, we're going to have a red tide. Anytime we come out of a La Nina year, the West coast of Florida gets hammered with West winds and it pushes it on shore. So then if we have a lot of rain, if we have sewage discharges, if we have phosphate pit spills, if we have Okeechobee discharges, we're going to have a pretty bad bloom. It's just, it's just how it's going to work. So, um, I think that's everything I got on my list. Those are the things I wanted to catch up on. Are you good with it's that? It's a good list. It was a fun list. It wasn't a fun list. You've been doing Rubik's Cubes. It helps me focus. So oh, I've been, really? I've been listening super intently to everything you've been saying. You have not listened since I said rewilding. No, I really have. I really, really, <laughs> really, really, really have. All right, so, do- Nate, where are you guys going on Thursday? We're going to LGI, baby. Aww. We're going with the in-laws family. Oh, nice. He's living yeah, the, the whole crew. Can you There's give like us some... 14 or 15 of us. Okay, here's what I expect. I expect like a like a 15-second video check-in every day on the group, the Facebook group. Okay. Fishing report. Fishing, fishing okay. with Nate. Fishing report. He's not going to do that. I can see it in his no. eyes. He just said okay to you. Like, that is not happening. Like we've been married for yeah. 50 years. That's exactly. You can tell <laughs> that the dude hasn't been married a year, but he's figured that out. The, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to weed eat. Okay. All right, keeps and releases. Emily, would you like to go first on releases? Uh, yeah. So again, please don't undermine me when I say that it's really great for our listeners to join the Cast and Blast Facebook group. If you're part of that group this week, you would have seen that uh, Bells Florida has absolutely 
control copy control pasted a shirt that we put out <laughs> to the world Real which you can still purchase from us and all the proceeds go towards the inflatable hot tub yes <laughs> <laughs> just kidding all that money goes towards hosting this podcast uh, but yeah, so we have a shirt. It's uh, it's the Florida flag, the state of Florida state flag, and it's redone with all of our favorite and your favorite fishing spots. To, like the words make up what the flag is. And so Bells, Bells saw it and they were like, oh my God, pulled together the creative team. We have real to legends. remake it. I don't know that it was Bells, but it was Real Legends for sure. Okay, Real Legends. And, uh, and they did it with all of the cities. Not all of the cities. They went in alphabetical order or Somehow something. they selected cities in Florida that would be part of the Florida flag. It was super random how they picked. Like, there were... Janfield Village was on there. Yeah. I know. Like, nobody knows about Janfield Village. It was odd. Like, Inwood people know about Janfield, Janfield Village, and people don't even know about Inwood. Right. So, like, <laughs> uh, you know. I don't know how they did it. But it's also... I And I don't mean... I mean this as a completely unbiased party. Their shirt is hideously ugly yeah it was bad like the yeah, flag not great. design is not great it's not great you know what i think happened i think real legends saw it said hey we need to do that can we do that and somebody's like oh yeah we can do that and so they paid some designer overseas like 17 dollars to do this design dude and and they uh <laughs> they they got it back and that one of the tricks to doing this design is the state seal of florida has like 27 colors in it so, like, when we were looking for printers to do it, that was a big challenge with the printers was how many colors are in this shirt, this, right. this print. And part of me wonders if they took it to their screen printer and the screen printer's like, no, we're not going to do that. That's too many colors. And so they reduced it down because it looks a little bit like like photochromatic or is that the right word? I don't know what that word means. I think you know what I mean? Like, like when you like when you. Yeah, it's like you, it just looks like a photo on a shirt. Yeah, or, but like, know, the, like the yeah, negative of it, like it, the colors aren't right. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, super flattering. Thank you for that, Real Legends. Super appreciate you guys stealing our design. That was awesome. More than anything, it was funny. Oh, it's hilarious. But if you want to buy like the cool design, yeah, where go to they castandblastfl dot and click on store. Yeah, and you can you can buy them. Although we are out of XLs, I can tell you right now. I can save you the trip. We are out of XLs. We are waiting on XLs. Um, super. I will tell you though. M mentioned the group. The, the folks in the group have been creating memes around this and they've been great fire excellent they have given content. me lights did you see that chase addy posted a picture of a real legends tarpon sticker i said when is this sticker coming out travis <laughs> <laughs> and it just made me laugh so hard man it just sent oh, me man. as the kids oh, that's say. great all right nate uh do you have a release i do yeah I feel like this is my release every year about this time. Is it the weather? Um, it's the wild turkey. Um, <laughs> and you, uh, you're out you, on the bourbon. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, one on one's pretty good, but um, no, I just another year, and our season's not over yet. And but I don't know how much more I can get out. But I, you know, another year, another zero uh, goose egg for me. So. Uh, just a tough. It was a tough year. Would you say goose uh, we egg? got on some birds? Would oh, you say goose yeah. egg when I, you do, when you go zero on turkeys though? Would you not say turkey egg? Turkey egg. Do turkeys yeah. lay eggs? Oh my god, Emily. <laughs> do they? Bro. Did you see her face yes. right now? 
Yeah. What the yeah, F yeah. does a turkey egg even look like? How big is it? They're, is it like Yoshi they're eggs? They're just bigger chickens. Yeah, they're, they're just bigger chickens. Get, the, get out. <laughs> How did you <laughs> think a turkey had baby turkeys? <laughs> oh my gosh, what is wrong with you? You know why of all the things I wonder no. about, how a turkey has baby turkeys is very, very low on the list. In fact, it only occurs to me for one hour a week during oh. this stupid podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Where is their nest even located? Is it in a tree? No, it's on the no, ground. You need to go listen to Why episode three dot two. Lay an egg in a nest on the ground where predators can get it. Well, that's the problem with turkeys. You need to go listen to episode three dot two with Brett Collier and Michael Chamberlain. Learn all about turkey eggs. Yep. I don't think I will. <laughs> I think I will remain happily ignorant of how turkeys have babies. Thank you. Very oh much. man! Oh my goodness! Do that you, was can unexpected. you scramble them and eat them? I mean. I, don't know if, if they if you, do that. If you raise turkeys in the yard, yes. Like domestic turkeys, you can eat their eggs. <laughs> Just like you can at chickens. You should not go get wild turkey eggs. I would think that's major league illegal. Is it? It should be. I'm sure I, it is. I would think so. Yeah. FWC, I, would think so. I know you listen to this craziness. Please weigh in. Please <laughs> slide to. into my DMs and to. tell me. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, Nate, I think that's a great release. So, the wild turkey is a great release. The wild turkey. And they actually do lay eggs. And yes. You should. Yeah. Can we release Emily for not knowing? You know what? The <laughs> birds lay eggs. I'll, every single one of you can bite me. <laughs> My release is actually going to be from from uh, the cast of last group. And that is. Did you see there was a hot sauce debate this past week? Yeah, there was a big hot sauce debate. Huge lots hot of sauce lots debate. of talk about hot sauces. Am I crazy or didn't we draft hot sauces at one point? We did. We should do it again though. You, is that what we should do? For the people. Okay. Like it's hot and fresh and we should do it again so for the people. You'll probably be out next week because you're gonna be fishing. I will yes. Okay. I will be out. Well, yes. He's living the dream. We'll be out. But yeah. I will say this the next show you're back for, we're going to redraft hot sauces in a in a classic cast and blast. But it won't be the first annual for the cure. It will be the second. Second, for the right. And my hot sauce palette has expanded since then. Oh, my. So but I'm like in a, a much better place to I, draft. And you and I, and I don't know if Emily's tried it yet, but that citrus devil horse. Yes, bro. That Brad Ferris makes. It's, it's so delicious. damn good. Cow Hunters Unlimited. Oh, my word, y'all. <laughs> We're all going to draft that. As yeah, well. we didn't know that was a thing last time we had the draft. But I will tell you this. The, 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 three, the, the top three in the online draft were Cholula. I love Cholula. Yeah, me too. Crystal. Yep. Louisiana. Yep. So Really? Tabasco didn't make the top three? No. Check yourself, Facebook Before you wreck yourself. Listen, listen, listen. Tabasco is pretty basic. Just heat. I, I think There's Dan, not a lot of flavor it's there. A, it's a classic. I think sometimes yeah, co-host classic, Dan Daniels said it is the, uh, what did he call it? The draft beer of of hot sauces or something like that. Or like, like the, the IPA. The Bud Light, the Bud Light of hot sauce. That's what it was. Like that. I don't drink beer, so I don't know what it is. All right, let's do keeps. Anyway, my release was the hot sauce debate. I just, I, I can't, I can't believe we're doing this again. So evidently, we have to go. We have to fix that. We have to correct that. It because is kind of nice need. that the group has gotten so big and we've gotten so old that we have to revisit some of these things that we've so obviously. What's next? Corrected. Revisiting peanut butter and jelly and what flavor jelly is correct? No, but we should revisit uh, the top fishing shows of all time. Remember okay. that was like one of the. Yeah. That was like our second episode. We and we sang the theme songs. Oh and nobody God. listened to it because so Hurricane bad. Irma hit it and nobody so had bad. yes. Power. <laughs> I'll never forget we pressed release on that and we had like 12 downloads and we were like eight Ecstatic. of them. 
<laughs> All right, let's do our keeps and put a put a bow on these shenanigans. Ooh, can I go first? Yes, you may go first. Oh my gosh, Nate, have you ever had a filet mignon from Charlie's Steakhouse? Uh, no, I have actually never been to Charlie's <gasps> Steakhouse. Oh my god, mm. we need you need to come with us one day. So okay, we should go. I have we ever been have to Charlie's been to Steakhouse Texas together? Company? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, can TCC I tell? is my my jam. Okay, can I tell an anecdote? Yeah. So my grandfather Thurman Watley used to own a trophy shop in Winter Haven, Florida, and if you go to Charlie's Steakhouse and you eat this giant steak, you would get your name on a plaque at Charlie's Steakhouse on the wall. And so the manager at Charlie's Steakhouse knew my grandfather, and they would trade. So like my grandfather would make them the plaques that went on the wall. Like if you ate the old 96er you, or yeah, whatever Yeah, if you it was. ate this giant piece of steak in like in one sitting, you get your name on the wall. So my grandfather would na- make the plaques and he would get free meals at Charlie's. So like every six months or so, my grandfather would call the whole family and we would go to Charlie's as a family and have like this giant delicious meal for free. So I grew up eating there, which sounds really fancy, but. Yeah, bougie it is what bougie yeah, does. It, can't, it, you can't hide money. It was connection. You can't hide money. So anyway. Most people that eat at Charlie's have inflatable hot tubs already. <laughs> <laughs> Texas Cattle Company in Lakeland also is a fantastic steakhouse. So, so Travis, we have this smoker. Which one do we have? The Green Mountain Grill. The Green Mountain Grill. So we go to this local butcher shop and get fillets. Green's Market. Yeah. I know the butcher shop. And Travis has it down to a science. Mm-hmm. He has. He will make you literally the best fillet you've ever had. The grill marks are perfect. It cuts like butter. It tastes like God spit in your mouth. <laughs> oh, Jesus and, Christ. And when he makes it, <laughs> the house no. the house smells like Charlie's Steakhouse. Like, <clears throat> that is how... Oh, there you it go. It is, like, literally a spot-on replica, but also better than Charlie's Steakhouse mm. filet. So that mm. is my keep. I just have to shout you out, Travis Thompson. Thank you. That was super sweet. Because they are freaking bomb. And like, I will, I don't ever order steak when we go out to eat because nothing Uh, is better. I don't do it much either. Nothing is better than Travis's steak. And unless it's like dry aged, I I do a dry aged steak sometimes if I see that because I don't get that at home. But yeah, anytime else, like I can do it better at the house. Yeah. I always thought my dad would make the best steak of my life, but he's been, he's been dethroned. Been usurped. Sorry, Rob. Wow. That's high praise. All right, Nate. Thank you for the keep. That was excellent. You're welcome. I'm about to go throw some salmon on that grill right now. I know. I'm so excited. It's all right, all Nate. So good. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got? What's your keep? So my keep, I I'm, I think I mentioned maybe last time or two times ago or two or three years ago. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've been on the podcast. But um, I purchased a new gun recently. Um, I got the Benelli M2 20 gauge yep. in the Marsh Brown Cerakote. Optifade. beautiful yeah beautiful gun and uh <clears throat> love everything about it i've finally got to get, shoot it i put about 100 rounds through it at a sporting clays range uh, a couple weeks ago or last week and things shoots like a dream man did you figure I, out the shoot you know, a little worried. bit yeah i was worried about cycling the target loads like the seven eighths ounce no problems None. i mean not even not even like a hiccup it doesn't blink the only thing that the only thing I'll say about it is sometimes it's uh, slow to close when I hit the button, like the the action is slow to close, and I think that's just because it's brand new and it still needs to wear in a little bit. Um, but man, I 
usually I have a bruise on my shoulder the next day when I shoot 100 rounds or something. Zero bruises. Wow. Like, it wasn't even sore. Like, it was nothing. And this is a 20-gauge? Um, yeah, okay. the Benelli M2, the 20-gauge. It's the same gauge. one I have. Okay. Yeah, just a different color. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm sold on it. It's, it is now my new all-around, everyday, everything gun. Um, and I'm ready to actually shoot something with it. I tried to shoot a turkey with it, but didn't can't work find out. A turkey. Did, I can't find a turkey. Did you have trouble adjusting to the point of it? Like on yours, on mine, you aim just under the target. Yeah, so I I needed to shoot it some more to really, uh, you know. Dial in. Nail that down. I want to shim it. <clears throat> I think I need to shim it. You also shot a Stoger, which I think shoots about the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I need to shim it because when I shoulder it, I see rib between the middle bead and the front bead. Gotcha. Okay. So I think You're you want to be high. a little. I think you want to be a little lower on the. Well, it comes all kind thing. of shims. so you figure that out. And but yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna try. But um, but anyway, so far so good. It's it cycled every single thing I've sh- put through it. No problem. Excellent. I'm excited for you because I'm also excited about that gun because it's it's a dope gun. You're gonna be. It's awesome. You're just gonna love that thing. Um, my keep, my real keep is a once in it. So I've got two. My real keep is RHAs are moved to August, so they're not on the May commission meeting. So a lot of people have asked me about that. And I think I've answered everybody in the in the messages and stuff. But I knew some folks. A lot of folks out there aren't in our Facebook group. They're not on social media or whatever. And they've asked me about this. So the RHA discussion has been moved to August. That's keep because I wanted you guys to know where it was at. That said, <laughs> the real keep I have is there's not many videos that delight my heart. Like the video that was going around last week where the dude yeeted the bobcat in oh, the front yard. My God. The bobcat attacked his wife or daughter or whatever. That was, was yes. And he went and got, caught it, got it, and just threw it. Like, I mean, just <laughs> he just just yanked it across the yard. I missed it. Have you, you didn't see the No, you see Oh, it. my gosh. I'll watch it. Pull it up right now. It we'll was, watch it. When it was done. on TikTok. <clears throat> it was on Oh, it was Facebook. on every. It was everywhere. It was everywhere and my favorite were the memes that came out of it like oh man if 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 your man won't eat a bobcat for you i don't want it like (laughs) i don't want it yeah yeah no it's so good it's incredible oh here we go here we go emily's about to see it happen you might we we can't have the sound i saw him eat it (laughs) you saw it yeah okay can we talk about Tell me how. Can we talk about that? Their cat has a middle name. Their cat is named Caroline Faith. (laughs) As if it's one of their children. (laughs) (laughs) My cat, Caroline Faith, had to go to the vet. Tell me how you two knuckleheads, how that wasn't y'all's keep. Because that is a keep. That was, uh, yeah, the whole thing. I like feel the, like, the, listen, y'all, he had a pan of brownies. I think he was taking a pan of brownies to the vet <laughs> while they were going to watch Caroline. Really? I Look, he went from he went from he went from howdy neighbor to yeeting a bobcat across the road <laughs> in like zero point zero two seconds. It was like really quick. Oh that was one of the jokes I saw. I was like, uh, he went from howdy neighbor to I'm going to shoot this thing in like three seconds. It was so Oh my so God. good. That so is that is Florida living right there. Were they, they weren't in Florida. They weren't. No. Were they? No, they Where, were in Florida. Wait, what? They weren't in Florida. What are you talking 
I don't know where they were, but they weren't in Florida. There's no one in Florida with a cat named I don't Caroline know. Faith. I know that for sure. <laughs> oh, you're right. It was in North Carolina. Yeah. That makes more sense. I, I knew it wasn't in Florida. Yeah. Caroline Faith. Burgall, North Carolina. Man. Anyway, I just thought that was a delightful, delightful it was, thing to it was be awesome. recapped. Wow. So. Thank you for that. Nate, welcome back to the show. I hope you uh, have enjoyed yourself and have a good week off next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay Man. tuned because next week our new co-host is going to be Caroline Faith recanting her tale of how close <laughs> she was to a bobcat. Oh my a God. rabid bobcat. How good would it be if we could get a person named Caroline Faith? Meow, 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 meow. No, meow, meow, not meow, like meow, that. Meow. Stay woke. Thanks for listening to Cast and Blast Florida Podcast. Serious outdoorsmen who don't take themselves too seriously. As always, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you can figure out how to do that. You can check out our store at castandblastfl.com, click the shop link, or you can join us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. The very best thing you can do for us, though, is to invite someone else to listen to the show. Recruit us a new listener. We hope everyone has a great day and enjoy the dulcet tones of Trail Diver as they take you into your week. Oh,